0: I'm just going to tell you this word, and this is a word over the last month that I believe God has given me for this coming year. And, um, and, and it came to me like one word, but it's kind of evolved into two or three words, so I'll say it two or three different ways. But the word God gave me for this coming year is follow through. Follow through. It's the year of following through. Follow through. To follow through with things. Amen? So, that's all I'm going to give you. But that's what God spoke to me. And that's what I'm going to start sharing some things on January 1st, on that Sunday morning. Amen. Well, tonight, I'm going to share out of the Bible. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm? Yes, glory. And uh, the title of my message tonight is, The Gift of Giving. The gift of giving. Something actually has been going on in, in my life and heart. There's always, you know, I feel like I have ten things going on at one time that God is speaking to me. And um, as a pastor, you, you cannot, you can't just, as a pastor, you can't, well, I can't. I can't just preach from a thought. Um... Well, that's not true because I'll have a thought and it'll cre- it'll it'll turn into a message. But I can't just preach something new and fresh that's just that that's not been working in me. You you don't you don't just preach topics and and, and they be effective. They've got to be something that is real to you and either worked in you at one time or another or something that God has spoken to you and you've done something with. And so, that's always dealing with me about a number of things. But, but, <clears throat> um, just real strongly, he's been showing me some things about giving, about being a giver. And the moment that you talk or you mention giving, most people think of money. And And actually, actually, that's, one of the forms of giving but the, the Bible says and, and in the Corinthian church the Apostle Paul encouraged them and, and actually um, acknowledged the fact that first they gave of themselves and I'll just tell you this you won't be a, an effective financial giver if you've not given of yourself you, 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 and, and the, and the scripture is very, very, very clear, and we're just going to read a number of scripture. I'm just going to lead you through a few of them here that have to do with what giving looks like, and giving originated from the Father. And this isn't where it, the, this isn't the first record that we have of God being a giver, but it's one that relates to us and everybody understands it. And it's found in John 3, 16. Anybody ever heard of that scripture? <laughs> For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that who, whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. So look at it like this. So God gave His Son... And, and, and in the giving, there was something that he's receiving back. because, And we talk about this a lot. God created us to be givers to receive to give. But when you become a giver and you're not a taker, when you're a giver and not a taker, you are a person of power. Givers are people of power because giving isn't the first thing that comes to most people's minds. Taking, preservation, thinking about themselves, their world, and everything else, that's what's most important to most people. And giving is a secondary thing. Um, I saw statistics talking about financial giving I saw a a statistic, I I look for it every year, Uh, Gallup had a stat of how much of the church tithes around the world, Uh, no, or in the United States, is the the statistic that I saw, and that it's down to about 5% of the church are tithers. And the funny thing about that, I'll just make this point about that, is that some people think, well, you know, I'm not a tither, I'm just a giver. But the Bible, we've taught this many times, I'm not going into that tonight, you can't be a giver in God till you become a tither. And we won't talk about all that. But what the tithing thing is about is getting your heart. And see, if, if, if God can get a hold of your heart, then you will give whatever He tells you to give. You'll do whatever He tells you to do. And and your life will begin to be consumed with the opportunities to give instead of what can somebody do for me. There's power in that. God so loved Burt Wimberly that He gave His only Son. And listen to me, if I'd have been the only one, He'd have delivered Him. He'd have given Him. He would have given the best of heaven. He gave the living word to take on flesh and blood and become his only begotten son. And his purpose was to be born to die. To, be, to die the most horrible death that has ever, there's ever been in the history of the world. The shame, the, the torture, everything that went into that and then all of the sin of all mankind ever And God gave that, and if it had just been for me, he'd have done it. That's power. That's power. (laughs) And you know what happened? He gave the son, and he got him back. Hmm? But not only did he get him back, he got all of us. And sometimes it looks like God got the raw end of the deal. (laughs) Anyway, we won't talk about who I'm talking about. I'm talking about all of us. Sometimes it looks like he got the raw end of the deal. But when you're, when you're sold out to give, you don't see any of those things. It's unconditional. There's no strings attached. Well, I will if. No. Not what God did. So, in the 10th chapter of John, this is what, God's plan was for you and I, the way we, he created us to live. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. Well, I'm going to read it out of the New King James and then the Amplified. Verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus said, I came. The Father gave me, I came. That you and I might have life and have it more abundant. Look at the Amplified. It says, The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that we, he came that we may have and enjoy life, have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Wow, that was God's position for you and I and it's that position today that's his desire for you and I to live in the fullness of him is to live in in this great place as it says to the full till it overflows that place of abundance god created you and I to live in abundance amen, amen. so in 1st Timothy 5 there's a there's Some information that, again, has to do with kind of what I'm talking about tonight regarding having the heart of giving, not giving to get something. Giving to receive, to give, is totally different than being a giver to get because that's conditional. He says in in 1 Timothy 5, I mean 6, 1 Timothy 6, 5, He said, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain, from such withdraw yourself. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. He didn't say satisfied, he said content. Content with what? (laughs) With godliness. Content with godlikeness, with God Himself molding us and making us and who we are, when we're content with that and not other things that would make us, when God is making you, nothing else can do. Do you hear what I said? When God is making you, molding you, and that's where your faith and your confidence is, then nothing else can do anything else. So many people in our society and life, and it's not necessarily because they want to, because they've never been taught otherwise, Put their value in who they are, what they have, what other people think about them, positions, jobs, house they live in, this thing. uh, There's so much pressure on people when God wants you to gain, but there's got to be contentment with godliness. We've got to be content with how we are with God and let everything else happen because everything else will happen, and we're going to read a number of scriptures that say it. Everything else you need in life will happen when you're content with God. He's more than enough. I'll say it again. He's more than Not just enough. He's more than enough. Always. But that's where our heart has to be. It's got to be in that place. Notice what he says. Um, now having food and clothing and with these shall we be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money. He didn't say money. He didn't say riches. Because the Bible's real clear. It's not, riches are not the problem. It's what they do to you. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. For which some of us have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Do you hear anything about giving in there? It's talking about greedy people that think only about themselves. Right? Now watch. But you... Everybody say me. He's talking to you. You, oh man or woman of God, flee these things and do what? Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. What do you need patience for? People. Right? What do you need love for? People. What's that? A seed. What's that? Giving. Right? That's, that's gift. He said, but pursue living a life in the attributes of God giving to other people and getting so excited about giving that you forget about yourself and that your life is taken care of. Listen, you, you, can, you can be without natural provision or you can have abundance of natural pre- provision and he's talking to you about this right, right here. He's not talking about people just that don't have anything. You can, ha- you can have nothing, or you can have abundance, but if you don't have God-likeness, you're under stress. Heavy stress. If, there's not, if, if love is not being developed, if you're not looking for opportunities to love people, you're stressed. If you're not developing patience in your life, You are stressed. Pursue those things. Some people could take this and say, well, I just need to quit doing everything. No, no, no. Never quit anything you're ever doing. Always learn how to develop in your life day to day things from the Word. Add them to what you're doing. Add them to your life. Never get, never, I had a guy one time tell me, he said, you know, I've just, I've been stooped in in these bad movies and I'm watching, he said, I'm just, threw all my TVs out. And I thought to myself, (laughs) there's a whole bunch more TVs. You know? And you know what this guy told me? He found himself going to shopping malls and watching TV at the shopping mall. I didn't correct anything, throwing the stinking TV out. What, what, what needed to be developed? Some self-control. Finding himself developing, you know, his focus on others and get himself off himself and then you get rid of things in your life. You don't get rid of the TVs. I mean, you know, okay, you know, fast a TV for a while or something or a show or a this or things that you spend too much time doing. But don't just get rid of stuff because that stuff is not necessarily the problem. The lack of God in the midst of what's going on in your life is the the problem. Amen? Giving is a gift, and it empowers us in life to be in control of what goes on. I promise you, you want control in life? Be a giver. You want control of situations in your life? Just live your life to give. Live to give. And I promise you, I promise you, you can't outgive God. Yeah, but you know, I don't want to do too much for that person because, you know, they may take advantage of you. People can't take advantage of a giver. What do you mean? You're in control of what you do. If I'm going to give something to Brian and God's leading me to do that, okay, if what I gave him seemed extravagant, I can't outgive God. I'm doing it because God said to do that. Well, you know, then next, you know, next time maybe he's going to want whatever God will supply whatever you need to do whatever God's told you to do for people. See, opportunities come our way if you want to be in control of what's going on in your life and in the in the world itself. Be a giver. Here, Dale, I want to give you this thousand dollars. Nah, I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want that. Nah, I don't want that thousand bucks. Nah. I mean, okay, you know, thousand dollars—it's relative, whatever. Thousand, it, hundred thousand, million, whatever—it's relative, depending on who you're giving it to. But who's going to turn down money? Nah, we just throw that away. No, you would be in control of what goes on in life, being a giver. It's not just with money. it's uh, First, the Corinthian church—they gave of themselves. They're willing to do something for someone else and and willing to be available to be a blessing in life. There's no end to what you can do. You're in control of life. Giving will not destroy you. And I'll tell you this, giving won't take away time in your life either, like taking does. When you protect yourself, you know, you set up a little boundary around you and you're protecting yourself from people taking advantage of you or doing things in your life. It's amazing how stressed you can get. And it's amazing how much energy it takes to protect yourself. Gosh, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of time and energy. And it'll wear you out. You're not in control of anything. You're, control, you're, you're in control of one thing, and that's protecting yourself. And God was created to protect you. Amen? God is our protector. He's given us His angels. He said He'd go before us. He'd be to the left, to the right, and He'd guard our back. You're protected. You don't have to protect yourself. Amen? You have to be willing to do the things that God has told you to do. That's what, that's what He put us here for. Amen? Amen? Matthew 6, in verse 33 and 4. <clears throat> and I'm gonna. I want to read this out of the amplified also, verse 33. He said, <clears throat> "But seek, aim at, and strive after first of all God's kingdom, His righteousness, His way of doing and being right. What's His way of doing? God so loved that He gave. What did Paul tell Timothy? There in First in Timothy, he said, flee, that, flee all that stuff. Quit, quit worrying about all these things in life and pursue what? Love and peace and patience and joy. Start pursuing the things of the nature of God because we've got a generation of people that need help. I, I, I'll just tell you that when things go well in the world, you know, Ever since it was announced that Donald Trump would be the next president of the United States, how many have noticed that the stock market's gone through the roof? I mean, it's gone through the roof. What does that mean? A lot of happy people. Hmm? Everybody Everybody's smiling. But listen to me. When money is your God, in those good times, money people forget about God. See, Things can take a good turn, but what what does it matter whether it turns or not? See, when we live by faith in God, it doesn't matter whether the stock market's up or down. huh? Stock market of heaven is always the same. Hmm? Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give into your book. That's the economy of God. It's always the same. It doesn't matter whether it's up or down. I mean, yeah, how many like your 401Ks today? Huh? They're through the roof. Things are good. That's good. But how many know there's rise and then there's fall, but God's always the same, right? And the way that we stay connected to God, who is always the same, is that we have that same giving heart. The church is built on the revelation of John 3.16. God so loved that He gave the best that He had. You and I are to emulate that because we're created in His image, in His nature. We're to emulate that on a day-to-day basis to develop love, not just a love for God, but the love of God inside of us for other people. See, it's not the way you love God, the way I love God is to love my wife. The way I love God is to love people that have done me wrong. The way I love God is to do what He says in His Word. He so loved that He gave and empowered all of humanity. What can you do with humanity as a giver? I'm telling you, giving is a gift. Whew. It relieves you of stress, of pressure. It relieves you of trying to Keep up in life with people or what people think of you or anything else, just give. Listen, one of the, one of the attributes of giving is rejoicing. And people that can rejoice for the good of other people, it's, it's amazing. When you can be excited when someone else is blessed or someone gets a promotion, somebody gets a new job, some good thing happens to somebody, and you can rejoice with them, that's a seed of giving. You're giving, you're, you're, you're adding your agreement and your joy to something good that happened to someone else. If, you, if things have to be just perfect for you, for you to be happy and glad for someone else, you'll never be, rejoice for other people. I tell you what, that, that thing is something in the last however many years of my life that I have practiced every day rejoice with others you ever found yourself mad because something good happened to someone else i have I'd, i'd be lying to you if i told you i hadn't but do i have to give in to that thought Absolutely not. I don't have to give in to that. I don't have to, be, I don't have to give in to, to my emotions that, that want me to, you know, why does that happen? To me? You know, that they're this way, and I know they do all those kind of... Blah, blah, blah. And, and just let your mouth just run wild about something like instead of just saying... Man, how awesome that is. Lord, I just thank you for so-and-so. I thank you that this thing happened to them. Lord, I thank you for continuing to bless their life. Even if you don't like them or you don't like things about them, I'm telling you, when you put your mouth on people like that and you practice that in a good way, putting your mouth in a good way on them, man, it just gets easier and easier to do. And you're living your life in control of what goes on around you. I'm telling you, you won't won't ever have a bad day, no matter what anybody else does. See, same way way with the stock market. If your days are only good when the stock market's up, look out for some bad days. Right? But when you're connected to God and you're living your life to give, and you realize that giving is a gift, and you realize what it does in your life, then you're always the same. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. Other people can go up and down, be ugly, do anything around you, yeah, you know, have attitude towards you, you know, uh, spread lies about you, or say something else. It doesn't matter. You're sowing the seed of goodness, and, and when someone says things, the Bible says, any weapon that is formed against you won't prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment will be proven wrong. One translation says, See, God has got already has that set up. You don't even have to be concerned about that. If somebody is speaking against you and you're living your life to give, you're already protected. You don't have to go justify yourself. Well, you know, Brian said that about Fabian. And, you know, Now Fabian's got to make sure that I know that that's not what he said. And, and then, you know, it could have gone over to someone else and I need to go make... Man, you wear yourself out. You wear yourself out with that kind of stuff. You know why I talk about this kind of stuff? Because I hear about it all the time. I mean, I get in a phone conversation, and I'm, I'm thinking, I get, off the, I get out of the phone conversation, I don't know that I had one word with whoever it was, and it was just about what everybody's done to them. You know, and you feel contaminated. Then you got to get off and Pray in the Spirit and begin to thank God. You know, pray over them. Pray God's blessing and that things get off of them so that they're not constantly in that torment because that, that, that's what happens when you, when you don't realize that giving is a gift and you don't have that gift operating in your life and the results of it. You pretty much live a stressed life. God's created us to be givers and to realize it and realize how important it is to to see the advantage of that. You know, you can hear what I'm saying, but you've got to see it through these eyes. You've got to see the importance of living that life to give. Amen? And he said that we're to live to the full, right, until it overflows. That's the position that God set up for us. Now, these last two passages, um, Luke 6, actually I quoted it earlier. But I want to read a few verses before it. Luke 6 and verse 38. It says this. Uh, Verse 34. He said, If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. You see, you see where, where when Paul was telling Timothy to get out of this, this, this compulsion world of trying to live and and make things happen, get out of that, and get into the life of loving people, being patient with people, understanding people. That lifestyle, that attitude, is what you and I have to have. He said, because, look, anybody can retaliate. Anybody can be ugly. Anybody can snap at people. Anybody can have wrong responses and attitudes toward people doing things wrong. Anybody can do that. But that's not the nature of God. God had all that thrown at him in in the form of Jesus Christ. Jesus had all of that thrown at him, and he ignored it all. He said, God, if there's any other way, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me, but not, not not my will, but yours be done. It was tough. It was hard. Whoever said anything that produces is easy, is a liar. Anything that produces, even in the business world, you've got to put a lot of time and a lot of effort and, and, and a lot of, develop a lot of know-how in what you're doing. It's never easy to go the way that's, that is least popular and, the, and the, the road that is least traveled. It's never easy. But anybody can do the other. I don't want to be one of those anybody's. I want to be one of those children of God who will do what he said, to love my enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And my reward is great, and I'm a son of the Most High, for he's kind to the unthankful and the evil. God is. You know why? Because kindness, Romans 2 says, kindness leads a man to repentance. Emotional reaction to something that someone else has done won't lead anybody to repentance. But kindness will. See, that's a gift. To give kindness in an unkind situation is what Jesus did on the cross. A whole lot lower scale, you know. And Jesus endured the cross and all men sin. And sometimes when we have to be nice to three people, you know, We feel like we're sweating blood. But he said, Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you'll not be judged. Condemn not, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Judge not, and you shall not be judged condemn not and you'll not be condemned forgive and you'll be forgiven give and it shall be given to you what does that sound like it sounds like a way of life right that that, that doesn't sound like something that you try once it's something that you are practicing you don't try it you practice it and you fail you repent you do it again you screw up you repent you do it again You screw up and you repent and you do it again until you get it. And you stay with it until it becomes a part of your life. I'm going to say again. Judge not. Think of all the opportunities you have to judge and be critical of what other people do. And if you don't judge, you'll not be judged. Condemn not and you'll not be condemned. Man, I don't know about you, but not walking under condemnation is a great place to live. Forgive and you'll live forgiven. Give, and it'll be given to you. And not just given to you, but watch. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you in all that stuff, in everything that we do. So, so how I measure it out is how it's coming back to me. Yes? How I measure... What I'm to do in a a situation like forgiving somebody of something that they've done. How many want to live your life forgiven? You want to be forgiven. The only way is to forgive. Right? How many want to receive in life all kinds of different things? You have to be a giver. So that means, and this is the point I was getting to tonight, that means my receiving is based on my revelation of giving well you know i just don't have any friends when was the last time you were friendly to somebody oh i don't know two years ago duh hmm? you want friends what do you do you become a friend huh disciples make disciples friends produce what friends Selfish people produce selfish people. And, and, and birds of a feather flock together. Well, that's the selfish bunch. Well, I, I don't want to be labeled one of those. huh? I'm a giver. Well, that guy with Jesus, he's such a giver. Yeah. Glory. huh? Guilty. I want to be known... As a guilty giver. Hmm? I'm a giver. Everybody say, I'm a giver. We were created to give and live our lives to give. And, it, and, and right here it just says, when we, when, according to how we measure it, how do you measure something? You do that based on experience. You know what? I'm telling you, if you run out in that street, like you're telling a small child, if you run out in that street, those big cars out there, if you get in front of those cars, they'll hurt you. Now, they don't have to hurt you, but they will if you get out in the street. How do you know that? Experience. Right? Experience. Maybe that you didn't get hit by a car, but somebody you know that did. And you've grown up and you have understanding. So you, you measure out something. You don't have to put fear on some kid about getting out in the street. You know, There's nothing wrong with the street. It's the car in the street that could hurt them. So you measure that in the right way, but for their good, not to put fear on them, but for their good to teach them how to watch out for cars. How many know that'll produce a good thing? Amen? Long life. Long life. And you and I have to live that way all the time. Amen? 2 Corinthians 9, and I'll end with this. And I'm going to read this out of the amplified. Second Corinthians nine and verse six. Um, Paul was commending them about their hearts and, and in the eighth chapter about their heart that they first gave of themselves. And he talked to them about preparing their offerings, because th- this passage is about ministry offerings. But it, it goes with anything that you do in the form of giving. Verse 5, let's start with verse 5. He said, Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. Um, The the Amplified says, not as as an extortion wrung out of you, but as a generous and willing gift. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Actually, I'm going to read verse 6 in the Amplified. It's a lot of, it's a lot of words, but I'm going to, it's worth reading because I'm getting down to verse 8. Remember this. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. He who sows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. Let each one give as he's made up in his own mind and purposed in his own heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in. Everybody say, God loves. loves. He takes pleasure in. Okay, so God loves this, and he takes pleasure in what I'm fixing to say. And notice this, in, in this passage it says, he prizes above other things, And he's unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver. Prompt-to-do-it giver. A giver who's realized that giving is a gift. Prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in his giving. When a person comes to a place where he's more about giving than he is receiving or taking, then all the receiving that he needs in life will come because of what these next two verses say. Let each one give as he's made up in his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompted to it giver whose heart is in his giving and verse 8 God is able God is able to make all grace every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need watch this be what (laughs) self-sufficient Possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. That sounds like somebody that's in charge. Why? Because he's a giver. Listen to me. You can have four mites or you can have four million. And you can live in that passage of scripture right there has nothing to do with how much or how little we have. See, because the much that John 10.10 said that we were created to live in, and and, and Matthew 6.33, abundance to the full until it overflows, right? That abundance is is where he's positioned you and I. To get there, we have to become... Prompt to do it, heartfelt givers whose hearts are in what they do. Knowing that if I'm doing something, if I'm giving something, if my attitude is a certain way in the love of God, the joy, the patience, the peace, those kind of things, and I'm delivering that to other people, it's because that's what God told me to do. See, so that, there's, there has to be a constant development in our life of knowing who we are as an individual, Knowing who God is, knowing that we can hear the voice of God and then do what God tells us to do. And in our doing, we become givers. Because, listen, it's not that hard. I've got the nature of God already on the inside of me. The Bible says the laws of God are written on my heart. Your heart. They're already there. We just have to tap them. And the more you practice it, the better you get at it. The more you practice giving and sowing and doing good to your enemies instead of retaliating against them, the better and the easier that it gets. And actually, then you become in control of your enemies. You know, you know what I did? This is kind of a silly thing. But, uh... <laughs> I sent a text to somebody today. And... Uh, I, I don't know how the guy was just in my contacts. And I don't know how this text I sent got to this guy. It was the wrong person. Hmm? And in the text was about seven scriptures. And this guy hadn't been in church in about three years. And I don't want to tell you why. But real quickly, he's, I, I send a text to him. You know what? Sorry, that was not meant for you. Hope things are great. Merry Christmas to you. Bless you. He sends me a text back really quick. He goes, thanks for those scriptures. I'll go home and look them up. <laughs> Good deal. So I say, hey, we got a one hour from 7 to 8. Christmas Eve service. Come see us. Sends me a text right back. I'll see you there. That was a good yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to listen to God. I mean, I could have thought, oh man, I sent him that thing, and you know, he's he he's got attitude towards me or something or whatever the problem is. I don't even want to send him a text back or. Re- No, just quiet yourself down and listen to God and do what He says. And who's it for? You're in control. Do you see how much I'm in control of that guy's life? And it was by accident. (laughs) How much can we do when we purpose to do something? Wow. Come on. Can you say amen? The gift of giving. Tell you what, rest of this year and into 2017, See yourself as a giver out of control. Hmm? If you want to be out of control in anything, be an out-of-control giver. And you can't outgive God. I mean, you still want to hear the voice of God about how you give, but you can't outgive him. Amen? So be aware of it. Be aware of it during the season, how much people need. Man, 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 man. No matter what, I promise you money will not meet people's needs. God meets people's needs. Possessions will not meet people's needs. There'll be a nice thing, or they're, they're, it's a blessing or whatever, but that won't meet people's needs. God only meets people's needs. Amen?